Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. We have Halloween weekend is upon us. 48, actually, we get an extra hour for Halloween weekend. I don't clean the eggs and shaving cream off our house. We could be uh, could be good. We turn the clocks back Saturday night. I feel like we should have done this months ago. It's pitch black when I wake up, um, but an extra hour. Dave, I don't know how it is around your house. With no trick-or-treating, Halloween has seemed to be stepped up like 30% here in terms of carving pumpkins. And I don't know if, if it's my wife trying to pretend everything's normal, but it's very strange around here. Yeah, we have uh, apparently um, uh, same minded people here under my roof. Yes. Halloween somehow is bigger than ever. Mm-hmm. Every night there is a nightmare before Christmas spinning or yeah. um, Hocus Pocus. Is that what it's called with Bette Midler? There, yeah. That's always like the costumes, the various like, well, we don't get a proper trick or treat. So let's get into the car and all around LA, they have these drive through things now available where yeah. you can, where you, you can pay seven of these like car haunted car washes. <laughs> I know, you, but it's it? like $75 for the car so that you can drive through a Halloween thing. And, no, and, and no that, that's all we've done for this past month. And end of the story is now we've also arranged for all the neighbors, all the, all the kindly elderly neighbors in our cul-de-sac are now going to put candy out because they raised little ones a generation ago. And they're like, we want to see the kids. And so now all the kids are getting dressed up. Our kids are serving as the trick-or-treaters so that they can all relive, you know, parenthood. And and our kids get on. It's very nice. And also congratulations to Sal on Thursday Night Football. Great. I mean, really just about nailed that pick. Uh, That's why Sal is a sharp to be listened to. Hello to you, Charlotte. But I know (laughs) Halloween and football and and an election and an election. And I know we have a lot to talk about. (laughs) I have to tell I I want to tell you one thing. Only we start because there's there's one thing that's important to point out above all else. Yes. The Pittsburgh Steelers are named after the mid-century heroes who forged the steel that built the tanks and ships used to defeat the Nazi (laughs) scourge. Okay, well, that's one. Two. I thought it was the Raven, just one. The Ravens oh. are named after a poem written by a Boston native who married his 13-year-old cousin, moved to Baltimore, got drunk, and died. Wow. Choose wisely. Rivalry of the millennium. Let's get it on. <laughs> Charlotte, wow, do you Dave, want to defend come- thir- your Boston or or 13-year-olds or anything there? That, that seemed... No, I don't no? want to defend... Any of that? No, okay. you shouldn't. That's fair. How many Who coffees would? have you had already? I know dude? he's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. I asked him about the the one hour extra hour we get, and he just used it up talking about the Nazi scourge. <laughs> um, I got in what was important. I'll guys, take the rest think, of the show off. I think today we should do just a strictly politics show. I think that's what that's the people good. want right now. That's good. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna change a lot of minds here. Um, I hope I did change minds, Dave. You mentioned it. By the way, we're gonna have our extra points for extra pay. Parlay, we have made the better close to two and a half million dollars. We went one for three last week. Charlotte and I blew it. Dave won with the Packers, but we promised to rebound in a bigly, bigly uh, fashion here. But uh, uh, hopefully last night was uh, got us on a good course there. My Thursday night football pick on Fox was the Falcons to upset the Panthers. I said they would score 24 points. They scored 25 points. I apologize to anyone who was picking exact scores. I got that wrong, but that was exciting. Special thanks to Nikki Glazer who helped me with that uh, comedy bit. And uh, we move on now. All right, Dave, let's talk about, uh, well, first of all, let's talk about that game, that Falcons game. Teddy Bridgewater, real quick. I can't believe he came back in. Did you you see? It looked like his head was Made barely no hanging on. Yes. And then they had the Temple kid, Walker come in and, uh, you know, once he was down 25, 17, it's like, all right, they're just going to lose this game. The Falcons somehow, even though they missed the extra point to go up nine, it's like, uh Oh, here we go. Some more fun Falcon stuff. They didn't have it. And then Teddy two gloves. Maybe he should try three gloves came back in and uh, threw the pick at the end. Uh, weird Falcons ending. I would say. I wonder if it's confusing to lose to the Falcons. <laughs> if people are be. like, if the other team's like, wait, what? Like, what? Wait, it's <laughs> over? Shouldn't we have another chance to for them yeah. to screw this up? 
Uh, I think I, Teddy, that was terrifying. His head bent in ways that I don't think your neck should bend. And then yeah. he came back in. I always wonder about those things. I'm like, is he really okay? Are we, all right. Okay. I guess we're doing this. But uh, they built Arthur. the tent around him. Usually they walk you to the tent. They bat, they like, hey, you stay there. We're going to build the blue tent around you. Uh, just freaking don't move. Okay. Yeah. Not good. It was, but also then, like you say, takes the series off and has the ball cap on and everything else that indicates yeah. his night's over. Then it's like, Oh no, no, he's back in now. What, ha what, what, what happened in that 10 minutes that, uh, that yeah. allowed him to go back in either way. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was also as a side note to evaluate the sports media, um, I thought it was I, I, the hyperbole that exists in every game that is on the TV that the that they're covering. Um, mm. uh, so all of a sudden they win that game, and then Bradshaw and company are like, "Yeah, Matt Ryan to Julio Jones, that's as good as it's unstoppable. It's only, what are you going to do? <laughs> like Matt Ryan's as good as it gets." And and I'm like, guys, they're two and six. They're not that good. Like <laughs> you don't have to swoon over everything that just happened. Everything I, is not, the, the the Falcons are not suddenly some powerhouse NFL team because right. they just beat the bum Carolina Panthers. Settle down, everybody. I saw an insane stat. It's either 29 or 30 games now that Julio Jones has 100-plus receiving yards without a touchdown, and the next closest is 22. The next closest, historically, is 22. No way. And, uh, yeah, he is a, it, it's a bizarre thing they have going with him, and now we don't know how long uh, Calvin Ridley's out with that foot injury, but um, yeah, the Falcons, I just want to say when the, when the first drive of the game and I obviously I bet the Falcons, I picked it on TV. Uh, Raheem Morris gets to fourth and inches at the three yard line and they're going for it, which they should. They're one and six go for it. What the hell do you care if you don't make it here? And they call a timeout. I'm like, okay, fine. They want to get a better play in there. They call a timeout to bring the field goal team on and they make the field goal. But they don't even, it was like the three things I hate most about fourth and inches at the three. First of all, they kicked the field goal. Uh, secondly, they called the timeout to kick the field goal. Thirdly, they didn't even line up to draw the defense off sides. What do you care if you get a false start or a, or a delay a game penalty there? Your field goal is 22 yards instead of 17 yards or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, they're falling apart. Maybe they just don't like having big leads. Maybe they really don't want Todd Gurley to score under any circumstances. That that drove me crazy, and I can't believe they won the game after something like that. Yeah, what goes on, it really is fascinating that there are only 32 of these things on the planet Earth, and so many, <laughs> uh, such a high percentage of these operations um, don't have their T's crossed and their I's dotted on stuff like that. Like, how do you not have Ugh. a better operation ready to roll in any circumstance. You ha only have 365 days a year to implement your strategies and the ways you want these things to roll out. It really is for all the practice time, all limited practice time in the summer because of COVID and everything else. Still, how do you get to this point where it's like, oh yeah, we don't have a better, we don't, we, we, we don't have uh, something better in mind. Yeah. I will say about Raheem Morris though, you mentioned the Todd Gurley play. Think about the fact, talk about the difference that a head coach makes. Raheem mm -hmm. Morris is no great shakes, or at least his his uh, first go-round wasn't, and maybe this one will uh, prove better. But still, how is it that this guy could flip a switch like this and have this team start playing? If they if Todd Gurley doesn't screw up last week, they're on a three-game roll, and now jokes about them making the postseason with that seventh team now in yeah. the NFC to get in. They're, they're a contender. I think they're probably a little too far back with the games, with the division that they're in. But still... It is a remarkable thing that you can plug one head coach in there and all of a sudden the team looks different. This team is too talented to stink as badly as they have. Right. Yeah, for sure. I think about that a lot in terms of decisions that people make who are supposed to be running things in a way that they know better than I do in sports. And then something like that happens. And I'm like, this is I, I'll look for the logic. I'll be like, I would like to believe that you know what you're doing. And then you think about it and you're like, no, that was just stupid. Like, that was just a poor yeah. decision on your part. <laughs> and on the one hand, I'm like, okay, well, I guess that makes me feel a little better. And on the other hand, I'm like, I'm that's depressing. Like, I, I never played football and I could figure that out better than these guys. There's the people who never played football. There's the people who played, you know, a thousand hours of Madden football who know situational football, you know, uh, 
better than the head coaches. And to Dave's point, all right, you don't get to practice on the field as much because of the COVID regulations. I'd just be sitting in my office all day thinking about, all right, what could I do on fourth and inches from exactly, the Exactly, right, right, yeah. Like, that opens you don't up game more out every possibility. Nobody better. nobody right. in the organization, nobody in, on the staff is doing any of that stuff. I love, I mean, the the um, the red flag reviews are a great indicator of who has it together and who doesn't when they're, when they're like, yeah, I just felt in my gut that was the right uh, it was the right time to challenge that. Like, what what are you talking about? You're one of 32 head coaches on yeah. the planet Earth and you don't have a better operation. Like, yeah, I just felt like I should challenge that one. What are you talking about? You don't have somebody de- devoted to to breaking that down. More and more teams are adding that, but that, that is a 2020 advent is bizarre to me. Yeah, I think I think like, you know, you have they have their coordinators, they have their support staff, they have a defensive coordinator, they have special teams, very specialized areas. But what they do need is, like I said, a 24 year old, give him give him give him a 20 Mm -hmm. grand a year who has just played Madden all through college, pretended squandered his parents money and uh, just played Madden against his, uh, you know, (laughs) the co-eds on the floor. And uh, that's going to be your situational guy. You're going to look to him. He's going to tell mm-hmm. you when to throw the red flag. He's going to tell you when to go for two. He's going to tell you when to go for it on fourth and inches, all that stuff. Uh, Dave, you have a pretty good head coach in uh, Mike Tomlin. Never finished under 500 since sanity. Doesn't pretty remarkable, like to, right? Yeah, it really is. And it doesn't seem like you have to worry about that this year, being undefeated. And yet you're on the road at Baltimore. The Steelers are. The Ravens are a three and a half point favorite. 46 and a half is the over under. I think we're in step here. I think uh, we talked about it early in the week. This was supposed to be a game. If not for the filthy Titans, you would have had a buy. The Ravens would have had a buy. The Ravens did actually have a buy. They're well rested. It feels like this is their wedding. The Ravens, they, they signed in a couple weeks ago so that he could pass all the COVID restrict, you know, protocol and practice and all that. They have him on the team. Des Bryant isn't going to be available for the game, but it does feel like they're gearing for this game specifically. I like the Steelers to maybe even win the AFC to win this division eventually, but to lose this game. And I like the Ravens to cover. What do you think? Yeah, I got it. As, as we talked about, um, I got a 23, 20 because that's the standard score for every Mm. Raven Steelers game, no matter what that's a requirement. Um, so that means that you got to get in not later, you can pause this podcast, but what you can't do is wait another moment. Uh, get in at FanDuel.com slash minus three on the super boosted bet. Steelers plus um, plus three and a half. Get that oh. one by definition. That's a winner for you. I think even you'll agree with that. <laughs> um, we had Ryan Clark on minus three shorts and I um, earlier in the week really tracked that one down. I, I, I hate to sound like a, a shill, but it's not empty shilling. He had the greatest stories about the Ravens and Steelers and whichever side of the rivalry you're on, you'll love his uh, stories from the past. But more importantly, in the here and now, breaking down what this game looks like, Lamar Jackson, what has been figured out and what hasn't about him by defensive coordinators. Um, I it, This is the lamest analysis ever, and I just made fun of media people who just lean on terrible cliches and everything. But really, 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 this one comes down two turnovers. I know how lame that sounds, but yeah. Ngakwe <clears throat> injected into the defense with Calais Campbell and the ball Hawks on the back end. They're certainly going to be looking to jump some of those Roethlisberger short routes that he keeps. He loves this year. That offense is predicated on those crossers and those, yep. and those quick throws. Marcus Peters, you know, is going to be looking to jump those Calais Campbell plus Roethlisberger, all the batted balls at the line of scrimmage this year, that equals potential turnovers on the other side of things. The Steelers' ability to get after Lamar Jackson, if they can force him to throw the ball a split second sooner than he wants to, he has a habit of kind of sailing the ball. You know he's throwing it between the seams. That equals Minka Fitzpatrick or otherwise trying to ball hawk on Lamar Jackson. I really do think it comes down to this one. It's a tight affair one way or the other. 23-20 is your final score. Mm. It doesn't matter who wins it. What does matter is that you take the Steelers plus <laughs> Oh, now you don't even care. You're a big gambler. Well, okay, yeah, okay, team. Dave. <laughs> it doesn't matter who wins. Well, to, to this guy. To this guy, yeah, it, matters. it matters. I'm talking about okay. to, to Charlotte <clears throat> and to Sal and to the people right. who don't have a, a, a rooting interest here. Charlotte, what about you? What Anything about the Boston poet and, uh, and his Ravens? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think if you analyze the second stanza of his... Uh, no. <laughs> no, I don't have any obscure poet creepy facts today. Good. 
Good, good, good. I, I told everyone some. to come prepared with three obscure, creepy poet facts. And you I, know, all I, know, me. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was weird. I, I, I was reading up on this game and Peters and Humphrey at the cornerback position. They've caused a lot of turnovers in the last 18, 19 games. And I think you're right. You know, Big Ben has been car he carved up the Titans on third and threes and crossing routes and stuff like that. Still through three picks. They still won, uh, held on, but. Again, oh, there's a game I want fans at. This is one of the, the few I've, I've looked up so far and be like, oh, this would be great to have fans. And obviously the other way when Pittsburgh's home for uh, Baltimore. But Dave, let's talk about your win play show. You like to do win play show, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. You talk about how this is a heated rivalry. Your most hated Ravens of all time. Got so many to choose from. Bart Scott, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, maybe even Justin Tucker, the kicker. You talk about how it always comes down to a field goal. Maybe just uh, you hate him the most. Can you win play show this? You know what? I I uh, I really don't. I I do like to um to say that in life. I don't mean to be anticlimactic or whatever this counts as. I really do hate three sports teams. Really have like <clears throat> as as an old man, really right. pathetic that I can hate people who are complete strangers to me and always will be. My number one most hated team is the Philadelphia Flyers. I hate the New York Islanders and I hate the Penn State Nittany Lions. Those are wow. the three. Those are the three teams I actually hate. Baltimore. I I hate to be this guy who's like over the last uh, whatever 15, 20 years I've met too many Ravens uh, to to and they're oh, nice guys cool almost across are. the look board. Look how cool you are! Wow, yeah. I, I hate that. To guy. Football players. Yeah, I know, really. I know. I hate. I'm. I'm I, I believe me. I know I'm a douchebag. But that thank being you. That's said, all I wanted you to say. That's I led I, you into it. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. Not a big fan of the guy Ray Lewis. I think we can all agree, in in spite of the 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 nice uh, wash that he's been given. I mean, Ray Lewis for obvious reasons. Uh, I don't even think he's the most uh, horrific Ray on that team, is he? <laughs> doesn't Ray doesn't doesn't Ray Rice? Touche, Ray touche, Lewis? touche. Uh, Suggs, I I respect it, but I I I it's he's. I, I don't like that he's intercepted Ben Roethlisberger and caused so many turnovers yeah, over yeah. the years as as he did. I did once try to. I interviewed him at great length once. And at the end of it, right at the end, I was like, here, I got you a gift. And I don't know how he knew what it was, but he's like, if that's a terrible towel, don't you put it near me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, come on, just just put it on. Just touch it for a minute. And he refused. And I loved it. I, I, I didn't yeah. hate it. I loved it that a, that a pro football man was so he understood Unlike Bengals, TJ Hushmanzada, and so many others who've gotten burned, like, oh, I'm going to disrespect this stupid fan bobble. Like, uh, I like that the Ravens like understand. Like, oh, yeah, I, no, I know it's fun to have rivalry there, but but don't yeah. put that terrible town near me. That's bad juju. Um, for all for all the jersey swapping we've had indoor, and as fans, we're still we're wiping tears from our face because our, our that's team right. lost on a last-second field goal, and then these guys are swapping jerseys in midfield. Like, why am I so upset about this? I do like that a lot. That's like, exactly right, like, Sal. When I had my boys were born, uh, you know, like uh, my idiot Yankee fan friends would send like a Yankee uh, onesie or something. They're like, oh, let's see a picture with them. I'm like, no. He's not wearing that. He's never putting a Yankee cap on. Nothing like that. Like I, I really get weird about it. But yeah, right. I, okay. Oh, come on. I mean, seriously though. But but um, but for real, you can you can yeah. uh, put no, him in the Philly stuff. Like, why would I do that? No, I don't know. No. Yeah. That. When my Dave, niece not was cool born, to go I ahead, was, Charlotte. I was told you are not. I was joking. I was like, I'm gonna get her a Red Sox onesie, and they were like, I swear to God, if you do, like, we will disown you. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't funny to that they were like right. she will only wear orioles gear and that's the end of discussion because of the boston poet thing right that's exactly still, they yeah. were like edgar Nobody wants that the creation. <laughs> yeah exactly i uh, mean justin tucker i but to your point joe flacco for as mediocre as he was uh aside from that one month <laughs> run, magic run that he had the other thing with him was he was always nails in that ride when he would come into Heinz yeah, field right. all of a sudden he would turn into russell wilson no matter what the deficit for the ravens in the fourth quarter he always would drive the ravens it was remarkable stuff i'm kind of glad he's gone um the guy who lasts is justin tucker and to your point i mean the the, the whole franchise is based around if you make if you replace justin tucker with a league average kicker the Ravens missed the playoffs about half the times that they made yeah. them over the last uh, decade since he arrived after the Billy Cundiff 
Um, I'd like so to yeah, see the wins above uh, replacement thing for some That'd of these be great. That's a pretty good. And hey, we're going to get to uh, we're going to get to a bunch of games at the end because we have, like I said, our extra points for extra pay parlay in which we're going to make you, I don't know, millions of dollars. Uh, so we, much money. Right. We set the bar at 100 million. I think we could still get there. It's only week eight. We're at like two and a half million. Um, but let's talk about one other game that we didn't bet on. 49er Seahawks. The Seahawks home favored by two and a half. Now this has gone down over under 53 and a half, according to FanDuel. I like the 49ers. First of all, this is a this is a heart attack game. I've decided I'm not going to bet. Uh, I'll, we'll d- discuss it here. And in my discussion, I'm taking the 49ers, but I'm off betting the Seahawks or against the Seahawks for a while. They are a heart attack team. I already ha- I have enough uh, to deal with with heart attacks with what you see with what I eat uh, day in and day out and with the Halloween candy on the horizon uh, is not much better going on. But I like the 49ers. They play defense. I feel like you know Jimmy G's ankles getting stronger. He's got this Brandon Ayuk, I- uh, the Arizona State uh, wide receiver, the speedster. I know they keep getting injury after injury. Wilson, the running back, is hurt, so it's plug and play for them though. And uh, like I said. They play defense. I, I I would take them again. I'm not betting that, but I would take the 49ers to win. I think they make their move here. They're plus 650 to win that division. I get that they're two and a half games back, but I think there's value in that, and they're making their move starting this week. I mean, you've seen Jimmy G's ankle, so yeah. I don't oh, know yeah, what tr- more <laughs> there is to talk about. You know, so handsome. He's pivoting off that ankle. You know, he he looks good. He no, I'm with you. I think that's a. I think all that makes sense. I mean. I don't know. Heart attack city. I, I don't know how long the Seahawks can keep that up for. I'm interested. Yeah. It didn't work last week. And I wonder if the wheels are going to start to come off. Um, you know, you do need to play a little bit of defense every once in a while. Um, it seems that way, right? I yeah. don't know. I mean, call me crazy, but <laughs> yeah, Charlotte's I know it's right. We, we, we can't see we can't see if like uh, a ball carrier has the ball over the plane, but there seem to be seven angles on uh jimmy g's ankle right. at all times right. it's uh it's great i don't know why they why they set the cameras up in that fashion go ahead Dave. It, it's definitely uh the most handsome ankle going in pro football but <laughs> it's um, so true uh it, we you know we were just talking about head coaches and it may be vaguely unsatisfying you know it, viscerally as a fan it may be is more fun to be a Seahawks fan because Russell Wilson just steals games that they have no business winning and every game is a shootout and everything else. But the difference maker is Kyle Shanahan. You, you know, you can yeah. swap out so many pieces at some point you're going to, you know, as, as maybe Bill Belichick, and we'll get to that one in a little bit, but maybe oh, Bill no. Belichick has finally hit the ceiling of how far you can take this with just plugging in guys off the street and still winning games. But Kyle Shanahan, I mean, they, it, it also... Uh, I think we're so tuned in as 21st century fans to we're all draft experts now because of the coverage that that gets every spring. And we all play fantasy football. And so we're all keen on like a Tevin Coleman is really good and you undervalued and all that kind of stuff. The, the matter of fact is that the line of scrimmage is more important than who they hand the ball to a lot of the time, especially in, in an offense like Kyle Shanahan has going there. And I, I do think, barring trades and that's something that's emerged over the last four or five years in pro football or mid-season trades that you just never saw before so the Seahawks might fix that defense as we go along here but I do think it's smoke and mirrors at this point I, I mean it's all Russell Wilson I know he has electric playmakers around him but ultimately they just don't have a defense that makes them worthy of of being picked as a Super Bowl contender right. at this point um, I think at some point the the brawn of the Niners wins out over the Seahawks flash and and, and yeah, I, I like the Niners. It's such a one. good division. It's a, a really it really good is. Division. Would you yeah. rather have if you could only watch the games from here on out the rest of the season? Mm-hmm. What division do you pick? You can only watch that division's games the rest of the way. I think well, it's that I'm, a, one. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of comedy, so I'd say NFC East. Same. Good for you. Good. I appreciate right? a well delivered punchline, and so far that division <laughs> has not disappointed. Yeah, oh, exactly. Danny Dimes. Yeah, You're so I love funny. Him. I love it. I think it's the most in- honestly, like everybody makes fun of it, myself included. But I kind of think it's the most interesting division. Yeah, right. Because it's We've like all it, seen they- good teams win. But enough of that. Exactly, yeah. and like they're on even footing, mostly in terms of their badness. So it's sort of a tie. It's not like you know what's going to happen every week. Right there, you go. The nooch. Get him the nooch. <laughs> oh Jesus, <laughs> that line's going up and up. I don't even want to pre. I didn't even put that on the sheet. Eagles, Cowboys, but I have the Eagles money line on every 
single parlay and uh and the Cowboys better not spoil that with a, a, a weird victory. I don't see how they do. Um, uh, okay, well, so like I said, we have three more games we're going to preview and the extra points, extra points for, uh, sorry, extra pay for extra play. What is it called, You got Jim? that? Extra points for extra, extra. <laughs> extra points for extra pay. Come extra on, that's the pay parlay. points. Yeah, we've made pay so pal, much money Venmo. over these people. <laughs> something with the, Something with the yeah Western Union involved there. No, right, right. Uh, but let's go to college real quick. Trevor Lawrence, Clemson, almost universally panned as the number one pick, tested positive for COVID. They play uh, Clemson plays Boston College. Dave, I'm going to have you guess because you're always you're always about, and I'm interested in this too. And Charlotte, you could guess too um, how much a player, the number one pick, means towards a spread. They were minus 32 to start the week. He's tested positive. He's out of that game. Dave, you want to guess what it is now? Yeah. I'll say it goes down. I'm going to say it, that's worth only two and a half, three points, only because they're just so, they're one of those actual powerhouses that uh, they run 17 deep at, Q, at every position, okay. including QB. Charlotte, no, I'm going to say it's down. It's down to minus 20 because I think this is the kind of thing that will trigger fear about other Clemson players testing positive. Um, Ooh, or big swing or, or shaking up the the team morale enough that it it dips it because 20 st that's still a still ton a of points. Yeah, and I would think it would be somewhere in between 20 and 29, as uh, Dave said, right. but it is 28. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, DJ Iogwale is, is is good. I mean, the backup is being the backup for Clemson means you play almost every fourth quarter. So it's not like this right. guy is like uh, afraid of his own shadow. He's going to get in there uh, to Charlotte's point. Yeah. You might think it might trigger a few more and they'd play through another seven or eight cup. The weird thing is I, I thought this team had COVID in July. I thought yeah, like 25 just... players had, had COVID in July. I don't know how this works, but Say down to 28 is the uh, answer. Yeah. This to me is the least surprising thing that's happened all week. I feel like I've just been <laughs> waiting for Trevor Lawrence to get COVID. And I don't mean that in some awful diabolical way. I mean, like mm -hmm. it's truly astonishing that he didn't have it before when so many of the players had it, when right. the state they're in isn't doing so hot. Um, college campuses in general, like I just don't see, I, I mean, and I said this in the beginning, we were talking about, you know, should college football be played? Like at this point, I don't know if it should or shouldn't like it's happening that this is fine. I suppose everything seems to be a total nightmare these days. Um, but I do think that you can't pretend that you can equivocally keep these kids safe. You can't. They're going to mm. get it. It's a matter of how bad is it? And then, you know, yeah. I think the thing that continues to stress me out about the whole thing and the reason that I've been so careful is like we don't you don't know much about this disease. You don't know what the long term effects are. So it does feel mm. I was just thinking about it. I was like, oh, my God, can you imagine if like Trevor Lawrence is once in a generation seeming talent is his career really suffers because he had covid as a what? 21 yeah. year old, 20 year old. I don't know. It's just it's it's something um, I feel like this whole year has been so hard to wrap our heads around and things like this just, you know, it, it feels like a part of the normal news cycle. It's like, oh, okay, you know, Trevor Lawrence is COVID. And then you stop right. and think about it and you're like, oh, because we're in a global pandemic, the yeah. like sports are all screwed. It's, it's just, it's too much to process. So it becomes normal because our brains are too small to figure out how to deal with something like this. Or is he just throwing the, trying to get the jets off the scent there? Mm -hmm. he's, it's too, <laughs> the rumors are too close now that the jets are going to draft them regardless. And it's like, like, hey, you don't want me. I have COVID and uh, and yeah, I don't wipe and I do all these things. Yeah, I'm just going to list all these uh, bad things. But anyway, that went down to 28. Of course it did. I bet uh, Clemson early in the week at 32 and now they don't have Trevor Lawrence and it's down to 28. Let me I'm say this to stuck you. Stuck with the it's 32. What, yeah. to, to indulge the, you know, to compartmentalize everything that's happening in the world and focus on sports and everything. I, to me, this is rivalry week. You have mm. the two contenders for pro football's best rivalry of this millennium. You have the Seahawks and Niners, and it's interesting. I think by far and away we can collectively agree Steelers-Ravens is the number one rivalry in pro football this century. But it's funny because you had the Seahawks, you had Russ v. Kaepernick 
and Harbaugh and Carroll and all of that heat at the start of the last decade. And then it felt like, okay, that little run was neat, but it's over with. Now it's coming back up. And in fact, that whole NFC West is fascinating as Kyler Mm -hmm. emerges as Russell Wilson and the Rams aren't going anywhere and everything else. I love it. Who do you got in Michigan, Michigan State, Sal? That's all because that's another good rivalry. You know, it's weird with Michigan. 24 and a half last I saw. I look at their uh, I look at their odds every year and what's happened to Michigan State. I think they were like 90 to 1 to win the Big 10 this this year. And it's like that's kind of sad, right? They were always a a powerhouse. Uh dude, what'd you see it at 20 22 or so? I know, I saw it at 24 and a half. Is that what it is? Yeah, I I like I like what I saw out of Michigan last week, but I know this is always close. Um but I, I think Michigan, yeah, 24 and a half is right. I think Michigan has at least one defensive touchdown in that game and I'll I'll lay the points. The other one, though, um, is Bucky versus uh, versus Penn State, the Ohio Nets. State. Yeah. yeah, that's eleven and a half. I don't know that Penn State running back. I, I, Ohio State had a guy who had a sack last week, who four weeks ago got shot in the cheek. Um, they're just tough. <laughs> they're just really freaking tough. I wouldn't want and, to go uh, up against that. Yeah, you don't want right. That guy's kind of fearless. Um, that's I wouldn't want. By the way, I would be if I were that guy. I would be like, don't say I got shot in the cheek. Yeah. Be more general than that because it sounds more badass. Like, I got shot That's in true. the head. Well, the cheek is on like, my head. I got shot in the head and I'm playing. It's like, is That's it your true. butt cheek or is it your head cheek? Exactly, right. yes. If I got right. shot in the butt cheek, I would say, yeah, tell That's everybody funnier. I got I got shot in the cheek. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> you're right. Could have been the butt. Those are the good uh, college games. And, Who do you uh, got in that one, though, Sal? Pac-12. Ohio I'll State, take the Penn points. State. I'll take the uh, the Penn State. I wish the Penn State uh, running back would play. Him being out for the years uh, is tough, but uh, I'll take the uh, points there. What do you like? I'm taking Ohio State, but uh, Jeff Schwartz kind of talked me into Ohio. I mean, into Penn State a little bit. I said, well, you know, what do they play? Penn State, you lose a game like you did last week to Indiana. Your season, especially in the truncated season, is really over. Now you start right. saying, what, what, what are you doing? No, this is dumb. We're What's not, the reasoning we're... for taking Penn State? That's surprising. Well, me. because as Schwartz points out, well, if they beat Ohio State, then they're right back in it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't consider that eventuality. You're right. I guess if they do knock them off and then sweep the table, I guess they do have a pretty strong case uh, to to be involved in some sort of a playoff here. So I, he did swing me back in that direction. But back to the original point, they lost to Indiana. Listen, yeah. I'm excited about the Hoosiers being 17th in all the land, but come on, you lost to Bloomin- you lost in Bloomington. You're now going to beat Ohio State? That seems like a stretch. You know, uh, what is it, eight and a half still? That line is uh, 11 and a half. Indiana, oh, you're saying Indiana Rutgers? Yeah. No, I'm talking about the Ohio State number. Oh, no, no, that's 11. That's also 11 and a half. Yeah. What? Um, Yeah, it's high. I will say, Dave, you don't know mine and Charlotte's big boss, uh, Eric Shanks, Indiana native, uh, over the moon like you were about them, them cracking the top 25. I know Shanks. You do know him. Oh, I don't know. You know, you know, he was so delighted. I talked to him the other day. He's like, I'm moving that game to the uh, to FS1. I was like, you, you're the boss. You can move it to Big Fox if you want, right? He's like, and it, it happened because Wisconsin had a forfeit because their first uh, 11 quarterbacks came down with COVID and they didn't have a 12th quarterback. But he no, no, no. See, again, that's the same excited. thing as getting shot in the cheek. You don't, you don't like, you don't provide the actual, like, here's why we could do well, that. Well, Wisconsin, I, you just say, like, no, why yeah. am I doing it? Because I'm in charge. That's why. <laughs> that's true. Get that's your own network if you want to do it. Uh, our other boss, FanDuel. Happy to be partnered with them. Um, and they were happy to make me in charge, put me in charge of the sports book. No, they didn't really do that. But you would think so with these same game parlays. Definitely something we would have come up with. Thanks for this uh, gambling gift, FanDuel. So many different combinations you can play with these parlays. Player props, point totals, money lines. Best part is FanDuel will refund the first same game parlay you lose on any NFL game each week up to $10. It means you can bet a different parlay risk-free every NFL week all season long. Free money. Are you kidding me? Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday games, the local teams. Here's what I'm going to do. Dave, you're not going to like this, but I think slow start from the Ravens because they were off uh, so long. Slow start from the Steelers because they're up against this Ravens defense. So I'm going to go Ravens money line the under in the game and under nine and a half points in the first quarter that translates to plus three fifty one. It's the same game parlay. You put 10 bucks up, you get 35 back. And guess what? If you lose, you get 10 back. Who cares? Do it all season long. You're not going to go broke doing that. Fandle is the only sports book app where you could play these same game parlays. So if you don't have an account, go get one. If you do, 
you're good to go. Use promo code extra points when you sign up. FanDuel Sportsbook app, extra points, promo code when you sign up. Um, all right, Major League Baseball. By the way, we're talking rivalries, and Joel Solomon sends me a uh, text. He says, Dave and Scissors are the number one rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrific. Oh boy. <laughs> really good. Charlotte really liked it. Dave not. How's he make it? What's 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 he, what's he in life? What's his uh, like job title? What's his career? <laughs> what is what would he define himself as? Joel, I don't know. You want to come up and uh, define yourself? Ma- making fun of Dave, he said. Hey, yeah, that's my that's what I do. Just it pays well. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you know, we've talked about this, Joel, on the air and off. I mean, you know, there's sometimes that ha- I I I like fun. You know, I like to have a laugh. Yeah. But sometimes you got to get serious. Yeah, that's true. And when it's when it's Ravens week, that's one of those times, friend. It's time to come together, not to create <laughs> division, not to take those scissors or otherwise and and, uh, and cut division between us. No, it's time I'm to get the glue I'm not the one that's together. friends with Ed Reed. I didn't say friends <laughs> with anybody. I didn't say friends with anybody. I said respect, and that's different. I laugh like a clown, like... Yes, I'm Leota laughing at Pesci when the Browns and Bungles start talking their stuff. Yes, like a clown. I respect the Ravens. As I've said before, this is the unholy war, don't you know? This is not (laughs) Ali v. Frazier, you understand? Mm -hmm. Ali, in pro football terms, 21st century, is Patrick Mahomes and the flash and dash Kansas City Chiefs. This is a compelling rivalry because it's Joe Frazier v. Joe Frazier. You understand? We're, We're the same. Button heads. Oh, the I get difference it. is the oh, difference is, is we come together. We don't have time for division, Joel. Come on, man. Charlotte, will you explain this to me later? I don't get it. You, yeah, you seem to turn a corner. Call there. me after this. Okay. And we'll, I'll, I'll explain call you. you what's going on. I know um, you don't like get football stuff. So. No, I know. I, 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 I'm just not able to click with that. One mm-hmm. thing we could agree on that is uh, more ridiculous than Dave's haircut even is uh, sorry, is the Dodgers fans. There it is. Yesterday, Dodgers fans camped out. <laughs> outside Dodger Stadium starting at 4 a.m. to buy, to purchase World Series memorabilia. This drives me nuts. I don't know Listen. why. And, and and first of all, then they uh, the, the local news interviewed all of them and, the, and it was the, the attention was turned to Justin Turner and almost, I don't know how they do it. Maybe they just show the most controversial ones, but everybody defended Justin Turner. He's like, what? He should be part of the celebration. Look what he's brought the team. Of course he should be part of the celebration. Like, I felt bad for the reporter. She was, I thought she was going to get beat up if she hit them with a follow-up <laughs> question. My God, it, it, it's craziness. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, these are the same people lining up at four in the morning to get uh, memorabilia. Why, why would I think they're smart? Go ahead, well, Charlotte. Your cousin had uh, Clayton Kershaw yes. and Cody Bellinger on. We watched it last night. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen because Cody's uh, um, Zoom, he was on his phone in a parking lot yeah. appearing on Jimmy Kimmel Live. He had just landed or something. Yeah. Yeah. Was, and like yeah. his, his, he keeps freezing. And at one point, Jimmy was like, Cody, are you always high? And it froze on his <laughs> eyes. Or, like it was very good. But, and Jimmy asked, I was glad that he asked. He was like, so how far away from Justin Turner did you stay? And yeah. they were just, you could see them both like kind of internally panicking. And they were like, oh, well, you know, we didn't know. And both of them just go, we didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. And and right. then Cody's like, well, I found out in the ninth inning. And I'm like, so you did? No. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just like everybody decided. They were like, you know what? We're not going to. And so I think a lot of fans, um, feel that way, which fine. But I I also think that there's been such little joy this year and so little to be excited about. And they couldn't even go to the game that like lining up to get merch is the closest thing you'll have to a memory of the World Series. So I get it. But also, like, I'm not a morning person. So yeah, couldn't be me. Here's the other thing. Uh, this stuff is going to be available at MLB shop or whatever in two weeks, if you could wait. I know, but- and the other thing is you can wait because we're really not allowed to leave the house. We're really, there's so much to shut down. Who are you showing off this stuff to? You're wearing it in your house. You're not leaving your house and you're probably paying <laughs> more for it at Dodger point. stadium than anybody else. Like if any other time during then then a pandemic is probably good to get a uh, first crack at the memorabilia. But, uh, Dave, yeah, it's weird. It's weird with the Justin Turner stuff. I do think Charlotte it was a bunch of, there's like probably like 10 Dodgers. Like, get the hell out of here, man. You deserve to celebrate with us. And the ones that didn't agree were like, uh, 
All right, right. what am They're I going like, to do? Well, here? I'll feel a, a yeah, little weird right, about yeah. this. I'll just watch. Yeah, I'll follow the red beard and uh, and try to stay away from it. But um, right, yeah, would have been funny if so if some teammates like Justin Turner who are on the uh, in that ladder group is Justin Turner came at them with a hug if they were like what uh, what uh, you know I remember in college like me seeing uh, women at uh, whatever party and being like hey look who it is and then being like. Hey, hey, it's Dave. Give me the uh, the double barrel guns. Like, don't come within ten feet of me, you weirdo. Like, <laughs> no. you know, right? Like, that like d- doing that to Justin. I think that um, it's funny. First of all, Cody, um, good name for a baby. Terrible name for a grown up man. Clayton, great name for a grown up man. Weird name for a baby. You See, know what? I like, disagree with you. Who's this on little both darling? Who is this little cutie? <laughs> Clayton. What? No, what kind of Clay. name is that? Clay. It's a weird name. What's that? It's Clay. Clay? I, don't know. I don't think, yeah. Clay the baby. I, I yeah. have to uh, separate myself from this conversation because I, I, I the, the name Clay oh, is right. just. Uh, You're right. I, I can't do it. Oh, I can't true. do it. Uh, I do want to ask you guys: Have you ever lined up for anything or stood no. in line for Zealots something? No. Zealots ruin the, at the, four the general in the rule or five. Is. What's the earliest you've lined up for an iPhone or I, concert tickets or memorabilia? This, on principle, I refuse lines. There is nothing that I could want badly enough. Yeah. To wait, it, actually, I did wait in line for f- ten minutes for one of the Harry Potter books at night. Too long at midnight. Way too long. Ten minutes, I'm with you. Zealot. The the general rule in life is zealots ruin everything, and yeah. perhaps I've just ruined the Steelers Ravens rivalry for objective people by by being intense about it. But yes, so perhaps I'm guilty of the same thing. But yeah, this line waiting stuff. I guess when I was in Chicago in the '90s, I did. Try to get in line, but I showed up way too late for it because Jane's addiction was uh, reuniting to do a mm-hmm. show in Chicago. And I was like, all right, I got to go see that. And I showed up, but I showed up way too late to get the tickets. But that's about as close as I've ever come to attempting to be one of those people. And I guess I did wait in line for about two hours when they re-released Star Wars because my sister, Debbie, flew to town to see Star Wars re-release with me All right, in well, Los that's Angeles. Ridiculous too. And so yeah. we stood in line for about two hours for that. I, Those I, are my two. In this day and age, and I have to imagine everyone in that line has a phone or access to internet. You could get, you could, I guess going into the store itself, you wouldn't be able to, but most of the things we just talked about, concerts, phones and stuff, you could probably all just keep refreshing on your phone. It seems easier than risking uh, getting COVID. I will say this, uh, and Dave, you know uh, Tony Barbieri and Don Barris, two of the the maniacs of all maniacs. The three Mm -hmm. of us waited in line, but this is different. I qualify this. Game four, Padres, Yankees, uh, of all World Series games to see, this is not the one, but it was in our, it was, uh, you know, a couple hours away. So I was like, let's go see a game. The Yankees ended up sweeping the Padres. Sucked to have to watch them celebrate on the field, but we didn't have tickets. We went three hours before the game and lined up in front of what seemed like a booth that sold tickets. And uh, oh like, let's just stay here and see what kind of line we create. I swear to God on my kids, 200 people were behind us within a half hour. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, we have no idea if they're selling tickets. We weren't told Are that they were me? selling tickets. And eventually, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be crazy we're gonna have to blame it on the organization for never opening up this window but eventually like 20 minutes before the game i think they realized they were gonna have a riot on their hands and they opened the window and we were first in line to buy tickets we got the shittiest seats probably four rows from the top but they accommodated i don't know how many after us because we got the hell in the murph too right i mean that would be in the murph in 98 right right yeah exactly boy at least your car ride down and uh back home must have been fun in charlotte or anyone else (laughs) if you're not familiar with uh don barris's work make sure you track down i mean people talk about the room as some sort of ironic cult hit but one of the funniest things you'll ever see sincerely is uh windy city heat yeah uh, uh overseen by uh don bears track that one down and and uh bobcat feel like, directs it you know some of those people right sal like and you know yeah. mall and all all those people mall, right yeah 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 terry uh perry and mole and uh don they're still going at it many years right. later yeah catch uh windy city heat um all right guys Oh, no. One more thing I wanted to mention. Oh. Tony La Russa was hired um, <laughs> as the White Sox manager. He's 76 years old. White Sox are uh, 14 to 1, 14 to 1, according to FanDuel, to uh, to win the World Series. And they hired a 76-year-old Tony La Russa. I don't want to be ageist, but it really does seem, first of all, the only 
position you should get 75 or older is an elected position. I, I was think, just going right? to say, yeah, yes, we're, you need, we're looking you should, at a president soon you should one be way voted or the other. In. You shouldn't just be named. Um, does anyone else have a problem with this or see a potential issue? I think it's a little too on the nose, um, given what's going on in our in our culture that, you know, a 76 year old white guy was hired to be the hope of a young, diverse, fun, exciting team. Uh, but, yeah, you know, right. not to, you know, I'm just strictly speaking baseball. Um, I do think right, it's I mean, you know, Jeff Passan at ESPN was saying that internally the team was confused. They were like, what? the hell is going like what are we doing here and you know you've got a guy right. like tim anderson who's bat flipping who's fun and exciting and you've got tony Larusa coming in to be like oh this is gonna work well this will this should gel um yeah also the white Sox tweeted out like welcome tony Larusa or whatever and it had aj hinch's signature on it yeah they were be they had because all they had like they prepared all the potential like they didn't even interview AJ Hinch, but they made a bunch of graphics for anyone who could have been pot. And I was just like, how are we like talk about T's and I's and dotting and crossing yeah. like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Why not AJ Hinch? It makes worlds more sense than uh, than uh, Tony. At this Russo, point, who, like, yeah. Well, he surprised me, though, Charlotte, because he does have Twitter and he tweeted really? last night, tweeted last night and late, you know, it was like 930 uh, fired up to join the. <laughs> Uh, this is real. Fired up to join the White Sox, a contending team in a tough division. Add my best efforts to theirs. Lots of comments, some supportive and some not. Get to work and see the results. He's already here and he's already got rabbit ears now. Uh, some supportive, some not. Um, Dave, what do you think? 76-year-old? Uh, I'd like him to invoke to uh, as, yeah. as someone who's a fan of uh, the age colloquialisms. I'd like him to, to work only in that. They're like, like, Pale hose. Forget white socks, like the right. the white leggings and so on and so forth. Shy socks and everything else. Go old school all the way, Larusa. Own it. And in our world of copycat sports, um, if this succeeds, what's exciting is the floodgate that it could open. My right. uncle, my uncle Mike, who is a uh, a Pittsburgher, um, through and through, went to high school with Tony Dorsett and all that kind of stuff. He um, he has texted me in the last week with Pitt's struggles this year, they maybe they should look at uh, Johnny, uh, bring it back, um, Jackie Sherrill, who coached those Pitt. I like, but he 90. meant it, but he meant it, and I, and I like it. <laughs> let's get some dead guys Let's bring back there. all the octogenarians we, to fix. Come on. I agree. Some of not even alive anymore. Charlotte's right. Some of the best managers of all time are dead or not with us yeah. anymore. Just bring them back. Uh, yeah, I don't know if LaRusso just wears sweatpants. Baby. <laughs> bring the skeleton back all right enough baseball talk let's do it this is what everyone tuned in for our extra points for extra pay parlay FanDuel boosts the lines and they boost the odds in our favor we've made almost two and a half million dollars for the better we're gonna do even better b-e-t-t-e-r here we go three for three charlotte you start us off all right I'm taking the Packers over the Vikings at minus four and a half because A, have you watched the Vikings play football recently? And B, Rodgers has the highest passer rating versus the Vikings um, of any player in the Super Bowl era. So I think that bodes pretty well. Uh, Devontae mm -hmm. Adams has 100 plus receiving yards in each of his three games versus the Vikings. And uh, on the Vikings side, they, they've allowed more points per game and total yards per game in 2020 than in any season in team history. Um, I did the math on Insane. Kirk Cousins interceptions after uh, week six, and he was paid 1.5 million per interception. Uh, and that number is <laughs> just going to keep going down the more the more he throws. Um, I see. So I just think it's uh, it feels safe to me. Uh, I think minus four and a half is a is a killer time to get them. So go put put your money on this because um, you know I've I might have led you astray last week, but that won't happen again. Never again. Not this week. Not two weeks in a row. I like it, Charlotte. I saw a stat where Kirk Cousins has six interceptions this year. Aaron Rodgers has six interceptions over the last three years. I know this number went down a little because Aaron Jones is availability, but I agree with it. Uh, Fandel is making that less. They're making it minus four and a half. That's a good start. All right, Dave, two for two. Let's do it. What's your second one? All right, listen, we, we talk a lot about uh, quarterbacks being ubiquitous, uh, full QB saturation here in 2020. There are good quarter, more good quarterbacks than there are slots for them. The big question mark 
in Indianapolis is Old Man Rivers. Can he still get it done? Meantime, people are starting to feel it a little bit. Motor City there. Matt Stafford is the real deal. He has been, over the course of his career, slightly underrated. And now it does feel like maybe they're putting it together a little bit. People are getting on that. I say, though, that the one that people are sleeping on in the den is the Indianapolis Colts. Coming off a bye, nice and fresh, Frank Reich. It's not Old Man Rivers. It's Frank Reich's team. He is, again, one of the, uh, I mean, you know, this side of Kyle Shanahan and, and otherwise, he is one of the uh, the great rising forces. I think his Colts show it, not just this Sunday, but the remainder of this regular season. Beware those Indianapolis Colts in the AFC. Starting this week, not Old Man Rivers, Young Jonathan Taylor, and when Michael Pittman mm. comes back, that's exactly what 17 needs. But to the here and now, I'll take the Colts on the road, minus one and a half, thanks to FanDuel. That's my pick. I like your enthusiasm. I personally don't have a feel for the Colts and Lions. I feel like I get them wrong every single time. If I'm betting for or against the Colts or Lions, but you are very confident in this, and I'm going with, So that's two. So we just need one more, right? Well, that's you, I know so. you hate this. I know you hate this. Showing oh, no. you especially. Oh, I'm going no. the New England Patriots. FanDuel has boosted the number to plus four and a half. Yes, look up. It's going to happen. Look, the Bills are a scam. You could say they're America's team, but they're in trouble as much as the Patriots here. Not record-wise, but they've failed to score 20 points in their last three games. Why should they be giving four and a half to anyone, let alone Coach Belichick, back against the wall? You talk about a kitchen sink game? This is it. They lose this. They are out. This is going to be an ugly game. The Patriots are 8-3 and three straight up when they're an underdog. I know this counts the Tom Brady years and all that, but either Cam Newton has it or he doesn't. I think the Patriots' defense steps up much like it did when they went to Kansas City. That wasn't two months ago. That was only a few weeks ago on a Monday night. Uh, they played that close. They're going to do the same here. Damian Harris has been a bright spot in that offense. Doesn't seem like a lot, 177 yards in three games, but he's not getting 25 carries a game. They get right. They get the offense moving. Final score, it's an ugly game. 19-17. Who wins? Who cares? We're getting four and a half. That's it. That's our extra points for extra pay parlay. Packers minus four and a half. Colts minus one and a half. The Patriots plus four and a half, normally plus 469. They're boosting it to plus 560. Millions, millions, millions in the FanDuel betters pockets. We're going to win this one, guys, right? I, from from your lips to the football god's ears, Sal. Yeah, that's Listen, a let me just boil it right down to the quarterback league, the two guys at QB here. This is a mm. fascinating collision for these two guys. I talk about the curse of supposed to, meaning when you're supposed to do it, that adds a lot of weight to your shoulders. Beware, Lamar Jackson. Come January, you're the guy who's supposed to win a game, so you're going to have to carry that baggage come January. In the here and now, though, really, the Bills, I call them America's team because they are America's team 2020, but all of a sudden, the Bills, very, very mortal, tracking towards mediocrity rather than uh, elitehood or whatever the word elite or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, now, all of a sudden, 17 is in a spot where he has to rise up here. This is a th They are supposed to win this division. People are picking them to do it. Now it's on you, Josh Allen, to a lesser degree, obviously, practically, to your point, uh, Sal, about uh, the Patriots' ability to run the ball. Are the Bills ever going to stop the run? That's what the you know right. that that's what Belichick's going to look to do, or at least uh, draw them up and then have Cam try to throw it over their heads a little bit. Um, there you go. And and mentioning Cam, this is a I, I don't uh, this sounds hyperbolic, but I have long advocated that he's on his way to the Hall of Fame, whether you like it or not. He is um, one of one, truly unique, all time um, icon in pro football. But if he loses this game and loses it badly, there's a decent chance that they'll bench him. And I don't know then where Cam Newton's career winds up. He, I, I know this sounds insane, and I don't. What do you mean? You said he's a Hall of Famer, regardless of what that happens this year. Not if he completely flames out. <laughs> the only way he doesn't go to the Hall of Fame at this point is if he completely flames out. Charlotte, and, and you just want to win. He, you just want to win here. You need a win. You've given up. I see the. I see the defeatist uh, look in your eyes. What about the Pats? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm I it's ugly. It's ugly. And uh, Edelman's out now for a few weeks. Yeah, with the, yeah he's done. With the, he's uh, the OK, eye Dave. Eye. All right. Cool. Laugh. That's fun. That's fun for everyone. Charlotte, they only need to score 17 to cover this game. And they're going to do that. No, it was great with Charlotte. I, I think Charlotte <laughs> personifies a lot of Boston sports fans who are very quickly in the last couple of weeks starting to take like the Patriots. Wait, wait who are the Patriots? Wait, what team? Well, no, oh, they, uh, no, no, no. I'm vaguely familiar with them. I don't know. No one's <laughs> forgotten, Dave. We're just emotionally compartmentalizing to make it through the seat. It's so sad. It's so sad. Last The last game, watching Cam Newton get benched for Jarrett Stidham after throwing three interceptions is a low um, that, you know, we haven't felt in a while. So we're just going to ease into this one. You know, it's like you're. It's like the the couple who you you know they're they're perfect and they're married forever and they have a bunch of kids and then they get divorced and the dad just spirals like I'm spiraling I'm the dad. You're the spiraling dad. Bill well. Belichick calls uh, Aunt Shar and, and uh, Aunt Shar's response is Who this? Sorry, new phone. Like <laughs> that, that's where we've reached already. <laughs> no, I think Aunt you're gonna Char be all actually, right. Sometimes he calls her for um, strategy help. She's actually really a brilliant football mind. She is. And she's a dog lover, too, right? I mean, yeah. uh, Bill, Bill brings his dog everywhere. Um, Husky, I think uh, you're going to be all right. I think it's going to be an ugly game. But uh, like I said, 1917 final Patriots stay inside the number and a must win, at least a must cover game. All right. Uh, Halloween. Um, I lost a bet to Rachel Bennett on Fox Bet Live eons ago. The Cowboys, I think, lost to the Browns. Who the hell even remembers? But uh, she's a Browns fan. They did. I'm no, they did. Unfortunately, a Cowboys fan. So she chooses my costume today on the show. I don't even know what to expect. Uh, I'm hoping sexy Tony Larusa, but I don't know who knows. Who knows what I'll get? Um, Dave, what what are your kids going as on Halloween? My, my my sons, uh, my my two older sons are like that. I'm done, and my younger son is wearing this silver thing. He looks like the Flash, like he's covered in in this uh, leotard. And he, he can't breathe in it. And it's a lot of fun hearing about it all day and night. But anyway, what do your kids have going on? Well, I, listen, I know we're on the fan of some people's society are like, what's the cutoff age? I say, you know, if they want to dress up, great. Let's oh, have yeah. fun, everybody. Like I say, we're going to go around the neighborhood in the cul-de-sac here. And e e even my 13-year-old girl's getting into the spirit of it on behalf of her younger siblings. It's great. Um the the little ones are going as one a uh, little girlie's going as a as a kitty cat and um um little boy is is going as uh, a a robber or as he you, says a you should have named them it's it's a long a time to, to 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 just be calling them little boy and little girl at some point Hoover who well well yeah well uh, well your cousin uh, Kimmel named uh, before he came out he said you gotta name this kid Hoover. So he can be Hoover, <laughs> Hoover Damashek. Um, Sorry, so, yeah. I stepped on your wobber thing. That's cute. He calls himself He's a wobble. He's a wobble. I'm a wobble, and he looks, I mean, and in fact, he kind of looks like Charlotte's uh, hairband thing that she's got on her wrist there. So, <laughs> my scrunchie. Yeah, you're showing solidarity with uh, with my with little boy. I love that. it. Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be great. We um, coordinated. I called him, and I was like, <laughs> you want a match? What about though? Best, you know, the 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 important matter with Halloween is, you know, people, everybody do their does their can candy analysis. Mm. Um, best uh, best treat to get in your bag there, Sal. I'll start with you. Well, I'm a coconut guy, and I take crap for this, but I like mounds and I like almond joy. Like people, are like oh, disgusting. I'm like, well, what? I have to say Milky Way. I like coconut, so I don't know that that's my thing. I know Dave and I will do this another time. We go crazy. The best Girl Scout cookie is the Samoa. That in the East Coast they call it Samoas. Don't shake your head, Charlotte. That's that, not. It's true. not a yes or not no right. thing. It's a, that. No. That's the best cookie. I mean, and it's I would thin say mints. thin mints. Yeah. Nah. All right. Nah. Like that's Look, just a fact. This isn't an opinion. This is just like oh no, the best. Girl I keep the Samoas. It's elegant is what it is. It's it's uh, elegant simplicity is what it is. Put Instead of the, the kitchen sink crap mm. that is uh, the Samoa. Like it. just put everything on it. Yeah, I mean, it the best the wood Halloween taste candy though. Like I don't. This is also just a fact: is that it's a Reese's. You it's know what's Reese's, very good? What, it's not even pronounced Reese's. It, it, I don't even know if that's a, a Reese's. Is that a New England thing? Reese's peanut butter cup. I guess oh, I, I say mean, it. It's, it's Reese's. It's well, not yeah, Reese's. but you yeah. know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> no, it's Reese's. Reese's. It Reese's. Reese's. It's a Jim Reese's. and Joel. Is it Reese's or Reese's? Reese's. It's, it's Reese's. Uh, which which one of you pays us again? I do. 
Oh, I, I just want you to be right. Whatever. <laughs> Reese's. I say Reese's. Reese's Pieces? It's not, if you want to be cute and get the rhyme in there, that's fine. But as long as you know, you're going out of cute. your way to mispronounce cute. it, you're mispronouncing it on purpose. That, you wanna, that was Dave's. You want to you want to go from uh, cloud nine up to ten, Charlotte? Go Make sure you get the dark chocolate Reese's. That's the oh, way yeah. to go, or the God. or the dark chocolate Kit Kat. Both okay. of those are divine. Dark chocolate over milk chocolate forever. That's uh, that's a key one. Also, are you last guys dressing one, up? Uh, Sorry, I'm I didn't mean to cut off the candy up. discussion. No, no, I'm not. No. I'm not dressed. No, well, the candy discussion's cut off with the Reese's right there. I think that's a good. That was okay, a fine. Good I put. I'll put on a mask to get into the spirit. Dave, what like did a you, Joker mask? I, I did want to go over this because we we discussed this on laugh lines with Rachel Bonetta. Um, uh, Rachel what's loves the laziest, Halloween. Yeah, she's out of her mind with this Halloween stuff. She was very upset at the like uh, the foxes like slashing jobs and everything. She's like, "Where are the Halloween decorations?" Like, all right, calm down. Probably costs <laughs> thousands that we don't know about. Laziest costume, Dave. Um, what were the options, Jim? On laugh lines, it was pajamas. It was hobo. It was just the jersey over uh, shorts and ghost. What was it? What was the last ghost. one? Oh, ghost. You yeah, took you took my shape. one. That that's yeah. to me. I like to, I, I, my favorite lazy one is mm. ghost. That, that, that is such a funny costume to wear. And it gets so, it, it's amazing that so many people screw up ghost because they don't cut the holes in the right places. And yeah. so the kid, the whole spends the whole night tripping on the sidewalk, walking right. down the street because he can only half see out of one eye hole while the other one is on his cheek and he's trying to figure out how to walk and everything. It it, it leads to to great comedy. The so I love, the, one to me, I love that one. First of all, I'm going to stick up for Ghost because you still have to find a sheet and ruin it. I think that that counts True. for something. Um, I My laziest was always just like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I've always been bad at Halloween. I was no more Garcia Parra for like three years in elementary mm. school. Um, but I, when I was little, we went trick-or-treating. One of my friend's dads had built him this like intricate, intricate robot costume. Like it had doorbells on it for buttons and it was this whole thing. He couldn't see a thing out of it the entire night. And when we got bitten, he fell up the stairs at like every house because he couldn't nice. see where he was going. We get home at the end of the night. And he takes off his costume and he looks at his candy and he goes, what'd you get me? Because he couldn't even pick his own candy. And I was just oh, like, wow. who is this fun for? I, I remember yeah. standing there, you know, in my little witch costume <laughs> or whatever, being like, I know that I'm five, but also I think I'm smart enough to know that this doesn't seem right. fun. Right. Sal that's and his lazy, wife, though. That, that's, no, what's that's your the opposite. What's your, that's like what's too your much lazy work. choice? What's your choice for lazy? Oh, I think probably, you know you put on glasses and or like a hat and you're like, I'm Waldo or, you know, something, something yeah. where you just totally half-ass something that isn't even, I think anytime pajamas. no one can guess who you are because you just look like a slightly yeah. altered version of yourself. It's not a good costume. You walk into my house with pajamas, like Mike August has many times, Dave, uh, for a Halloween mm -hmm. party. That is just, that just say, that's just saying either you woke up and decided you didn't want a costume. So you wore your pajamas all day. I like, or like who I just want to go to bed. There, you would be surprised. A lot of pajama. I, I hate it. I'm like, I, I don't even give you the courtesy. That's laugh weird. When, when I Sal and Sal and his wife do throw a grand party, but um, I stopped going because um, I once went as our pal Morgan Murphy and she's, <laughs> uh, you know, really funny comedian and writer. And she has really red uh, curly hair. And she was uh, she, you know, she dressed in kind of a hipster vibe, like with the tweed blazer and like, you know, a, a paper boy cap kind of thing. So I got a red wig and I did that. And and when I got there, I got yelled at like, that's disrespectful to women. <laughs> like what? 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 I think it's an homage. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I got yelled at for for disrespecting her or something mm. like that. So yeah, so that's too bad. Wrong. Morgan you think Murphy. that was wrong, Charlotte? What if I wore? That's, I don't, like, that's not was my it? first impulse, but I mean. Wasn't a lazy costume by any means. I would say You that. think that's uh, bad, Charlotte? No, I, I don't. And then I'm like, am I missing something? Am I supposed to think that's bad? <laughs> I don't think I don't think people I think got it's too fine. upset. I don't think people. I think Somebody yelled right. at me. It's certainly not uh, a reason to skip the next 14 uh, Halloween parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if you have thoughts on this, the extra points gang at gmail.com. Reach out to us, the extra points gang at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Jim does not love to hear from you. That that's mainly I why do. I give the that's why I give the email out. The I might go as Jim, by the way, just to show it's not some uh, dig at anybody. I might go as Jim for Halloween this Ooh, year. Oh, that'll mustache. be fun. 
All right. Just get, get a big that hipster mustache going. Mustache going. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, what else uh, you got going, Dave, aside from Halloween this weekend? Minus three. It really is a great one. Thanks to uh, one of the best in the biz and uh, one of the one of the nicest people in the biz too, Ryan Clark. Really funny stuff. Great stories uh, with uh, me and Schwartz. Check out minus three in advance of Steelers, Ravens, Eagles, mm. Cowboys, all the rest of it. Good times. All right, Charlotte. People's Sports Podcast, new episode out where we talk about teams we would like to see win championships next and read people's personal yips like everyday activities and make them crumble under pressure. That was pretty fun. Uh, so check that out. Some stuff on the Fox Sports app and I'm at the Wilder Things. Yes, very good, very good. Yes, and hit our uh, extra points for extra pay parlay. I don't know if I mentioned, Jim, throw this in if I didn't mention in our, our big extravaganza reveal of the parlay. You go to fanduel.com slash extra points for this. We have the Packers minus four and a half, Colts minus one and a half, Patriots plus four and a half. That's boosted from plus 469 to plus 560. Get on that quickly because those odds changed. You won't, don't want to be left in the lurch. Look at Dave's making the money, honey. Money. That's what I'm I saying. That's money. It looked like I was doing something inappropriate to Lamar Woodley there. I didn't mean to. No. Like that. I'm just saying, <laughs> no. money, honey. That's He's got good. a helmet on. He'll be fine. And that's that. And I just want you to remember, or actually consider this a reminder, <laughs> that even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember you're all my favorites. See you Monday. <laughs> 